I'm Olivia Clement. I'm Isaac Sims. And I'm Eric Pham, and you're listening to Flyover Film Country. A podcast about movies set in places often overlooked in the United States. Today, we're talking mud. Mud is about two boys, Ellis and Neckbone, who find a fugitive hiding out on an island in the Mississippi River. They form a pact to help him reunite with his lover and escape. Set against the near-mythic backdrop of the Mississippi River, Nichols' love letter to Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer is his most lighthearted film and also his most successful. Stick around for our discussion of the final film in our Midnight Podcast miniseries. Ready Set Podcast has prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. Their website is www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Eric, I just want to congratulate you on a very handsome haircut. Congratulations. Yeah, looking good. Thank you. Three I on top, two on the sides. Yep, I, that's what I did. Um, Wait, my mom had a pair of clippers. It's, it's uh, Actually, I don't know what the numbers represent. Okay. I just know that's what I've always gotten whenever I went to sports clips. Okay. It's three guard, two guard. Yep, yep. Do you feel, feel kind of vulnerable knowing... Now that people know what what guards you get on your haircut, I don't know. Am I supposed to be like self conscious about that? No. Okay. I just know. I bet some people would be like, oh. "That's a little bit too personal information." Um, nothing's <laughs> too personal for me. I got this. Uh, um, my birthday was last week. I got this really tight Wes Anderson mug. It has like posters of oh, all his that. movies on it. Yeah, you posted it on Instagram, didn't you? Yeah, and I have no idea who got it for me. Wow. Yep. Wow! They have yet to come forward. It wasn't you, was it, Olivia? No, I would have. I would have told you. Okay, by now, I would have let you just like hang out. Uh, No, I did not give you the mug, but it's a good mug. You got me a great Criterion Collection mug. I did. Olivia's, she's great with the presents. She got me a the Sundance Film Festival poster, which is pretty amazing. I'd love to go to the Sundance Film Film Festivus. <laughs> For the rest of us. Uh, I'm glad you guys both like those gifts. I, I just, you know, it was just my way of thanking both of you for making this past year so much better than it, it was going to be without this podcast. So. Same. Much appreciated. Same. Yeah. We like to start our podcasts a little bit sentimental, but that's okay because this movie's pretty dang sentimental. It really is. We're gonna, the movie we're going to be st- discussing. Mud. Yeah, mud is a <laughs> what a great awkward pause for all of us. Mud. No, mud is 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 really a great. I, would you guys consider it a family film? I would definitely consider it like coming of age. It's definitely coming of age. I think that it's a good way to like evaluate like what family means. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen Mud, it's available on Netflix and I think on HBO Max too. Oh, I and think I think maybe I Prime. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So definitely watch it. I know we haven't really talked about a lot of the movie, the Jeff Nichols movies streaming, but I know like this one's streaming. Um, Midnight special is not streaming anywhere. I don't think it, it was on Netflix. Oh really? Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's how I watched it. (laughs) It was on shotgun stories was streaming on HBO max. I'm just kidding. That'd be great. That would be great. It's uh, going to be hard to find because it's not even available to rent digitally. So I explained to my boss that because um, we were talking uh, for my work, we're doing um, 
work in Lone Oak, which is near, um, it's in Lone Oak County and it's kind of near Scott and Keogh, like around where Shotgun Stories was filmed. And I was like, oh. I explained like this movie called Shotgun Stories. It's the most like Arkansan type movie mm-hmm. that I've seen. We talked about that for a little bit, but yeah, I, I said, I, I, and I told them, we, in order to watch Shotgun Stories, we had to buy it and ship it to each other on DVD because <laughs> it was like thirty dollars. Oh yeah. man! And Mud was filmed in Arkansas. It was filmed in Stuttgart, right? Yep. Uh, and Dumas, I think. Yes, and yeah. uh, we know people. Like we went to college with people from Stuttgart, which is kind of cool to think about. Mm-hmm. Isn't a, Shook from Stuttgart? He is. That's exactly what I was saying. Yes. There's a couple yeah. other people that we know that also are from Stuttgart. But let's just crazy because it's super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, I think Spencer Ward. I don't know if you ever met Spencer Ward. I know of Spencer Ward. Yeah. Uh, Cavery, Kenneth Avery. That's He's right. Stuttgart. Probably the um, most fashionable human I know. And like very talented as a musician. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has a great voice. He does. Um, uh, Eric, Eric, who name someone from Stuttgart? Uh, I don't know anybody from Stuttgart actually. Okay, I know a dude from Dewitt. He's one of my a really good friend of mine. Um, Dewitt's same area. Dewitt is also yes, super small. I know someone from Dewitt as well. It's probably not the same person though. I don't yeah. know anyone from Dewitt. No, oh. I mean I'm sure I do. You probably yeah. Anyway, name them. Where <laughs> I'm just gonna have to. <laughs> shout out, shout out it? to all the people there. Shout out to all the people from super small towns in yep. every state. Um, there was re- real funny. The at the job I had before this job, um, we we worked in economic development. So one day I had lunch with my boss and a guy from Stuttgart who was looking to open a new factory in Conway. And he said that they were having problems with workforce down there just because the population is so low in central Arkansas. There's so many more people and a bigger population and workforce to pull from. And he just told some of the craziest stories of like stuff people would do um one person one person and this is this is probably going to be the grossest thing i've ever said on this podcast but he had to do a drug oh, test no. and instead of doing a traditional uh number number one drug test he he took a number two oh lord cup. no they had oh, to man. explain to him no <laughs> yeah. i am upset that that's recorded <laughs> What a guy. <laughs> not represented. I'm not saying anything about that area. I'm just saying that like That's there were there were a lot. He just said there are not enough people. Um, and then he said there was this one crazy uh hiring story that I have. So and that's that's that's, that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty crazy story. But to that guy's credit, <laughs> I'm sure he's not the only person who has no, there's no way that's the first time that's because ever honestly, like you know, yeah, they're not very specific. Sample, what do yeah, you think? do you just think? go in yeah. the cup? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, can we please talk about something else, please? Yeah. Let's talk about mud. Oh man, let's, let's talk about mud. Is there a joke there? Going I feel that. like there kind of is, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want there to be a joke there. <laughs> Where do we start with mud? Um, Where do we start with mud? How about when did you guys see this for the first time? For the first time, because it, oh man, I watched it with my dad at our house because it was on Netflix. And I, I remember it being on Netflix and hearing that the guy who directed it is from Arkansas and that it was filmed in Arkansas. And so that's why we watched it. And I think it was right before we graduated high school. Did you kind of, once we talked about it in the context of our podcast, did you think of it 
as a dad movie because you watched it with your dad? I did not think of it as a dad movie because my dad gotcha. fell asleep. Uh, okay. Oh, brutal. He he has a tendency to fall asleep with stuff that I really want to watch. Like That's... we've we've been watching WandaVision together and he's fallen asleep with at least three of the episodes. He wouldn't be a dad if he did my dad. Or yeah. all dads just fall asleep during movies. It's, or they it's stand they stand and watch it for 30 minutes straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With their hands on their hip. Like <laughs> I remember we, I was watching like the Hurt Locker with my dad, and that's like one of the loudest movies. I mean, it's not it's like yeah, it's, it's quiet, then loud out of nowhere. Yeah. He'll just he just slept through the whole entire thing. Yeah. I watched that with my dad and my mom. Yeah, that is a great dad movie. Hurt yeah. Locker. We we watched that as a family movie. We watched a lot of movies as family movies <laughs> that probably shouldn't have been family movies, like The Hangover. Nice. <laughs> Big uh, big dad movie energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen The Hurt Locker. Great watch. It was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I watched that. I think that's the same story with me with Mud. I watched that like... uh, With your dad? uh, I watched it by myself uh, on Blu-ray, I think. And then I watched it with my dad. I was like, hey, this is a movie that my dad's going to like. Nice. And this was like, I think, freshman year of college, sometime in that time period. And he did like it? Oh, yeah. He loved it. Nice. Nice. I saw this in theaters... And had a fantastic experience because I think this came out in the summer. Am I mistaken? I think it was like summer 22. Yeah, it was 20. Yeah, May. No, it premiered May. Came out right before we graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. January 2013. When did it show? When did it like release wide? I don't know. But I remember looking at it on IMDb and it said May. April 26, 2013. So it debuted at Con. Okay. A year before that. And then, yeah, okay. So I was like, I thought I saw it our senior year. Yes. I think I saw this with my first girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. I, um, okay. That's anyway. A, uh, subject matter. Because I, I rewatched a movie that that I saw with the last girl I dated. And for some reason, like, I can't watch that movie anymore. Like, I don't enjoy it anymore. That's Does, why you do don't you, date, guys. Do you guys ever have no, those kind of feelings? No, seriously. I've never that? had that experience. So, no. Like, it is a great. It was Baby Driver. Like that is such a great movie. I can't. I couldn't finish it. I was like, I bet if you started it, you would be like, you would totally forget her. <laughs> I couldn't. It was. <laughs> uh, what happened? You, there? You, you don't have that experience. I was like, I guess. Just, I guess case by case then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you? Did you? Did you do the breaking up, or did she? Or. <sighs> I don't know if we want to get into that. Yeah. No, let's talk, talk about it. Let's talk about it, Eric. Come on. Well, I mean, yeah. this is a sentimental movie, so let's just yeah. About it. It, it ruined Baby Driver for me, and that's that says that says classic. that says enough. So yeah. the same day that you saw it, in- no, okay. no, it's just oh. it was like one of the last things we watched together. Oh, and I thoroughly sucks. enjoyed the movie. Then I thoroughly did not enjoy her. So, man, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we don't have to go. Shout into out to Baby one. Driver. That that's a great movie, though. I, I won't it. go into. I can't watch it. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that we would both be wise to uh, uh, <laughs> hold our tongues with res- with regards to the relationships, uh, our respective relationships. So <laughs> anyway, I had I did have a great time watching this in theaters. I left the movie theater feeling very happy. And like, that was a good, I think that that was my first Nichols movie. And yeah. I was like, that was fun. Like, I love the way it ended. It was, and I was going, I was like very happy go lucky at the time about to go to UCA and I was about to just. All things life. were just clicking for you, Isaac. It, it was all like. clicking. I yeah. felt, I've really felt like Ellis, you know, felt like I was moving on up in the world and had experienced some things. Yeah. And so, like I'd found a man on an island in the middle of the Mississippi River. You did? That's so weird. Yeah, it's actually 
What a crazy coincidence. Oddly resemblant of my senior year huh. in many ways. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Weird. This go this reminds me of, of all those great coming of age movies like Stand By Me, The Goonies. Mm-hmm. It's in the same vein. And they all the thing that's in common with all those movies is they have like amazing like child actors in them. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like uh Ty Sheridan, of course, is like a movie star now. Um, yep. Yeah. He's been and, in some stuff. And Jacob Laughlin, who plays he, Neckbone. Okay, so what is... I didn't have a chance to get into his career post So, he's been in the Maze Runner movies, apparently. Really? Yes. I never watched really those, but... Those. Y'all haven't run the Maze? I've I heard watched, they're good. I heard I, they're I like heard, a kind of a, like a, maybe a step below Hunger Games, but four steps above uh, Allegiant. Oh, that's probably a good way to... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably a good good way to rank those movies. I think uh, they're all on HBO too. Let me. I remember seeing the trailer for the first one. I think and I was like, "Wow, this doesn't look absolutely terrible like I would expect it to." But I just never got the urge to watch them. He was also sorry. Going back to Jacob Laughlin, um, he was in ten episodes of Justified. Oh, really? Yeah, really. He played this a character named Kendall Crow. He was also in Free State of Jones, which had McConaughey in it. Um, that was about some Confederate soldier or something. Why, well, Jacob? I haven't uh, seen you since one. we filmed in Arkansas. How you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? That was directed by Gary Ross. Mahershala Ali was in it, as was Carrie Rus- Russell. Um, he was in this show called The Sun, which is a Pierce Brosnan show on AMC. Plays young Pierce Brosnan. So, I mean, it's. He- he hasn't had quite the career that uh, a, Sheridan has good, had, but pretty, it's, pretty it's a pretty good resume. I, I watched the, there was a little feature on the Blu-ray um, where the producers and the cast all talk about how they got their roles in the movie. And they interview, they were interviewing Jake Laughlin and he was saying that he got the role because his mom found the casting call like online and his mom like was talking to him and said, Hey, this sounds like you. Why don't you audition for this role? And that's how oh, he's nice. getting it. He's from he likes, he likes hunting. Yeah, yeah he's right. from okay. Northwest Arkansas, I think. He likes hunting. He likes fishing. And so, like, it wasn't acting for him. It was pretty much that's how he is. Um, Just so his found life. that pretty cool. And um, the, the story of how uh, Ty Sheridan got casted was he was in Austin for the premiere of Tree of Life, which was like the first movie he debuted in. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Gordon Green uh, was found him there. And that's how they met. And she ended up hooking him up with Jeff Nichols, and that's how Ty, Ty Sheridan got the role. He is really good in this movie. Yeah, I have really one. Does. Okay, I don't have a gripe with him. I have a, I have one gripe with this movie, and we'll get into it later on. But I had to point this out. In The Maze Runner, I looked through the cast for the first one, then the second and the third. So Jacob Laughlin is in the second one, and maybe the third one. Um, anyway, Will Poulter... Are the famous actor with the eyebrows. The eyebrows. He's in the great. first one, uh-huh. but he's not in the second one. And I thought maybe that Jacob Laughlin was recast R- as him. Recast him. Because they look pretty similar. At least I think so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. We can the eyebrows, yeah, we can the on. eyebrows is what really sets Will Poulter off. Yep. Like that sets him apart. I don't think Jacob Laughlin's eyebrows are quite to the same. Oh man. I guess they have I guess it's the mouth. It, it's the mouth. They're it's similar mouths. The mouth. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Poulter. Um, Have you guys seen Detroit? Oh my gosh. No. A scumbag in that movie. Yeah. He, he's, he was a he terrible person in the Chronicles in of Narnia movie. He was, oh. whichever one, Voyage of the Dawn Channel, that's what, which one he was in. He was, yeah. t- he was the worst. I but then he was good. Because that's yeah. what, he's my favorite He has a redemption in, uh, arc, yeah. 
in Chronicles of Narnia. Are you a but, are you a Narnia fan, Eric? I remember. I think I read them. Yeah, growing up, I think I was a good. I was a Vampire's Assistant guy. What is that one called? Like so, oh, yeah. Cirque de Cirque Soleil. De Soleil. Yeah, I love yeah. those. And there was a movie of it too, and it was absolutely garbage. Yeah, I was gonna say I heard that. Who's in that movie? There's someone in it. Someone is. There's a famous actor. There's in someone it, who's famous. I want to say called? Cage, but it's not Cage. I know it's, it's not uh, Cage. For some reason, someone I'm thinking younger. I don't know. Cirque de Freak. Cirque de Freak. Yeah. John C. Riley was in it. Selma Hayek. Joss Hutcherson. Yeah, so it's John Josh C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, he's in that. He doesn't even play the main guy. I think some no name plays him. No offense to the guy who, who Frankie Faison, William Defoe, Christine William Defoe's well. It's Willem, Olivia. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Willem. Um what's what if name? I just went I just had the urge to go Hark like from <laughs> the lighthouse. From the lighthouse. <laughs> which was hey, those four, that's on my watch list. I, I plan you haven't on seen it yet? All the time. How it's have I seen it? I want to watch. We're going down a deep rabbit hole, but I have so many thoughts about the lighthouse that we'll have to get into. Maybe I, I really want to watch that one. Later date. I would right. say it's worth it's worth seeing. It's worth yeah. watching. I just hope I, I hoped for more the witch energy, and it's. Like, I've also heard the witch is really good. The I, witch was I terrifying. Like the, I prefer the witch. I watched Bone Tomahawk. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> That bro, was bro. I have to. I have to tell this story. I was watching. I was watching this with uh, some friends. Some friends, uh, Gordon and Andrew. And oh boy, at that scene that we're talking yeah. about, or that that you're, you and I are both thinking of, yeah. where the guy gets yeah. murdered by the Indian. Yeah, we were all like, it was. It's the most shocking thing I've ever seen in any movie, and or definitely up there. And we all like just start screaming. One of my buddies gets so he like immediately gets sick and runs to the bathroom and just like all all just like loses his lunch. It was Man, it, I, unforgettable I movie. It. It yeah. Is, it's yeah. It, I watched his other movie, Jagged Across Concrete, with Mel Gibson and, mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn, who play these crooked cops. That's one of the best heist movies I've ever seen. Nice. I've heard that one you is know. pretty good. It's really good. We've we've talked about bodily functions a lot on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why because there's not any in mud. That going <laughs> Yeah, there yeah. really isn't. Anyway, anyway but, uh, I just wanted to point that out. We can get back to mud. Anyway, so we're talking yeah, about so the cast. Uh, we're talking about the cast, yeah. So with Ty Sheridan, Jake Bloffin, of course, Matthew McConaughey. He, he this was that incredible run of movies he had like in the early 2000s where he was yes. like in Mud, Magic Mike, Interstellar, True Detective, Fires Club. Fires Club. Like he was did he win an Oscar for Dallas Flyers Club. He did, and he gave the the speech. Oh, and... a very controversial speech because he thanked God or whatever. Did he? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, "Well, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking oh. about how he thanked he his hero is himself in ten years." <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, remember that. I remember hey, being really upset just, that he thanks God. It. Personally, think he should have won for Days Confused, which we'll probably talk about oh, next yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that, excited. But, uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. Matthew McConaughey in this. I also he was in that featurette on the Blu-ray, and and Jeff Nichols said that he wrote Mud with Matthew McConaughey in mm-hmm. mind for the main character. So yeah, I mean uh, that was I, I was kind of watching the commentary, listening to Nichols' insight, and I was just like, man, it feels like more of the same stuff from some of the other things that I've read or listened to on commentaries. But then I was I took a step back and realized but that is this dude's strength in terms of you write 
a part like mud for Matthew McConaughey, who was getting really popular and was really popular at the time that you you took a chance and courted him and and he ended up getting cast. There was a chance that that could have been someone else. And McConaughey kind of makes this movie. And and that's all that's true for Ray McKinnon, who is one of Nichols' favorite actors, and and Reese Witherspoon. And everyone else is in this movie, like shows up and they just kill it. And and it could have been other people, but he writes for those specific people. Ray McKinnon is really good in this movie too. He is. Yes. And I feel like I feel like he's underappreciated as an actor. He's awesome in Take Shelter. I don't know if we talked about him in Take Shelter, but like that that one scene he's in where Michael Shannon's like he wants to hug him, but he doesn't know how to tell him that he wants to hug his big brother. And then Ray McKinnon just like smiles. He's like hey come on man and he's just like really kind in that moment I was like, oh man I have yeah you, that was that was a good moment yeah. yeah the thing with jeff nichols and all of his films is you you don't see you have all these stars in in his movies but you don't see the actor you you see the character and it, it takes a lot from the script and the director and the actor to do that and when that happens it all comes together to be a real good movie mm-hmm. um, I, love, I love how idyllic or not idyllic but kind of yeah like mystical this movie is in terms of the river and it was really Mm -hmm. cool listening to Nichols talk about how the river is a living breathing thing and it just changes and you it's difficult to work with but if you can work with it it's amazing and um and how he he had this idea I read in an interview he had this idea for mud right before he went to con for the first time and he was like an intern with kodiak apparently and he is like he had read about houseboats on the arkansas river in a, a, a library in little rock i think and he's like i want to make a movie with a guy living on an island out in the river and that's where it started and it's a really specific kind of mystical thing that you grow up with nearby but you somehow he said he he had never really interacted with that part of Arkansas, which was cool to hmm. hear. Well, that makes me think of like the Arkansas river. That's right outside of like, like where it is right outside of Fort Smith. Like in order to like get to Fort Smith from Oklahoma, you have to cross the bridge over the Arkansas river. And it is kind of, I mean, it is kind of like a, almost kind of a mystical thing. Cause it's like, at least like me and my friends never really went near it unless like there was an event or something taking place right there. But you know, if it rained, it would, you know, flood that area. And so much of it would be just covered in water for however long. But yeah, I mean, like water is kind of this cool element where we can, it can be, it it always changes and the river is never the same as it was before, but it, it can be quite a scene to, to drive over that bridge Mm. at certain points in the year and stuff. So yeah, Yeah, it was, the the whole river the setting is is really nostalgic for me because my parents they, they live right right on the Arkansas River so like growing up we'd go fishing like literally every single day after school we'd go fishing or take the boat out because the river is just our backyard what you're more like Ellis and Neckbone than me and Olivia <laughs> it's crazy yeah. so you have like a okay so you have like a little kind of a personal yeah attachment so, and nostalgia yeah I, I, it's definitely really nostalgic for me and my dad when we watched it because mm-hmm. like it was that, that was literally us we would we'd take the boat out we didn't have like a big grand boat we had literally a, me- a metal scamp with mm-hmm. an engine was it kind of like, like their boat literally just like their boat nice and we just take it out put a trolling motor on it and go over to like like a like the island and set up set up like a little pit stop there and just go fishing and that's how we spent 
all of our weekends. And then camp in the boat in the tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, and fight off snakes. Yeah. Those, oh, the water moccasins, those, you do not want to mess with those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, what, the watching this movie was really nostalgic and watching it again very recently. Um, of course, it's always a nostalgia effect for me. And nostalgia, that, that always makes a good movie great for me. I don't know why it does it to me, but I, if it if it can invoke those feelings, I'll always enjoy the movie a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that mud made me kind of, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for nostalgia because I'm, even if it's not a parallel with something that I've experienced personally, mm-hmm. simply because I'm, I am sentimental and emotional. And I think that that mud kind of planted the seed for, Oh, I love these types of movies. Like I love stand by mm-hmm. me, you, which you mentioned, Eric, I love, the Kings of Summer. Um, I don't know if you guys you guys have seen that, but it's kind of like Mud, except hype, much more stylized, much more funny, but still, this kind of like there's a lot of unspoken lessons learned in Mud, and I think I think that's another thing that you can just kind of see how the characters have grown without them necessarily talking about it. And the Kings of Summer is that way. Um, really good movie, like it a lot. Yeah, it's a. Those those coming of age movies are are also good, and I think this one will definitely go down as as one of the greats. And I guess when we look back at this in like twenty twenty five years, I mean, a lot of people already see this as like mm-hmm. one of the great movies of like the two thousand tens decade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, people. Yeah, and he he was going for a Mark Twain, Huck Finn type of adventure and trying to capture childhood, which was which I thought was pretty accurate. Yeah. And 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 I love, and I don't know if I shared this with you guys in weeks previously. But he, in an interview, he, for, I think it was Midnight Special, he said, people don't like my endings because they're too open-ended, mm-hmm. but but with Midnight Special, or I think he was talking about Midnight Special's ending. Midnight Special's ending is, you have, you have no idea what it means, but you can imagine different scenarios and probably what it means. But Mud is very much like, spoilers, he gets away. Mm-hmm. And it's good. He gets another chance. And that's like part of the sweetness of it is like, he's not a bad person. He did a bad thing to someone who was a bad person or like he killed someone um, who was bad. And that kind of makes him bad. But also he's a complicated character and uh, he has a father figure that he kind of made peace with and they they made up. And that kind of is an unexpectedly emotional part of the movie for me, him making up with uh, Sam Shepard and them kind of. Re- resuming their relationship so what's your one gripe with the movie you were talking about oh mm-hmm. yeah and this is this is a lot more lighthearted. when <laughs> okay okay here's the thing when ellis goes and see and punches the kid and there's no fight i was like that would not happen that would not happen with kids oh, that, yeah. with boys that age and You're talking i about only the first punch yes uh, okay okay yeah that only ha- that only occurred to me this time around watching it i said there's no way that kid wouldn't hit back because ellis is like a foot shorter than that kid and like three years younger i was like no way that would not happen that ellis would have got his lunch handed to him so Man, poor ellis he, he gets put through the ringer he gets his heart broken like three oh. different times in this movie yeah uh, good old may pearl yep but uh she missed out she really did. I mean, you got you got Ellis who's out here just helping strangers sitting on an island, mm-hmm. um, trying to connect them with his true love. But what'd you think about the whole Reese Witherspoon uh, plot of her just like not doing much in the movie besides like singing in a hotel room? She got a bird. 
tattooed right here. <laughs> it's a swallow. <laughs> it's a nightingale. I thought it was good. I mean, she's good. She yeah, doesn't, she and again, credit to Nichols. He doesn't, she, she is not overshadowing anyone. Sure. Everything, everything is working perfectly in this movie in terms of how much she's in it, how the chemistry that she has with Sheridan and Laughlin. And she just, she does, she plays that role perfectly. They're never together. Her and McConaughey are never together in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so effective because if they were, it would have been, it would have been way too, it wouldn't have been about Ellis and Neckbone. It would have been about that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That seems he's point. good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's my only gripe. And I guess just gripe with Jeff Nichols in general. I think we mentioned it earlier is just his, like all of his female characters that are, they're like the damsel in distress or like the housewife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see him do some more with the, with the leading actress, but that's like, that's just a small gripe in, in the whole grand scheme of things. I think, I think her character, Reese's character in this is much more like complex and dynamic than the previous yes. women we've seen. Cause like we learn about all this history between, you know, her and, and Matthew's uh, characters, right? Like we learn all about like, they've known each other since they were like 10. She like saved him and, you know, all this stuff. Um, and, and they kind of have this like, will they, won't they type thing. But also like, there's gotta be more to her character too, of like, what has she experienced? Um, you know, why? And again, this is probably just me being a, like a therapist and me thinking through care, like people like characters like this, like their the dynamics they've had, their family dynamics, their previous relationships, like what makes her attracted to these kind of douchebag guys not to say that that mud is a douchebag guy um but you know what is it about her that's pushing away mud and also they talk about multiple characters in the movie talk about how mud is a liar Mm -hmm. like and and he even says like i'm not a good man i you know like he, he talks about about lying and like we all lie like i mean we if it really wanted to boil down we were all liars at some point right um, but obviously like their, their relationship history is very complex and often we just kind of shoot ourselves in the foot and we often ruin our own chances at, at having the relationships we want or the, um, you know, the friendships we want, because sometimes it feels like we can't, like we're, we're undeserving of that good thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens with, with, um, I don't even remember her character's name. What is her character's name? Reese. Reese. With, with Witherspoon, <laughs> oh, it's like, you know, she, she, you can tell she wants to be with him, but I wonder if like, she feels like she doesn't deserve to be with him or what. Juniper. And so <gasps> Juniper, that's what it was. Juniper, it was, May Pearl. Some great names. Great there. names. Some great names. Um, yeah. And I just wonder if like Juniper just feels like she doesn't deserve mud and is going to instead ruin those chances. And that's why we see her, you know, at the bar with that guy around hanging around her neck. And it's um, why, you know, kind of they're in this situation. She ends up, you know, hooking up with some terrible guy who thinks he can do whatever because he's his daddy owns a bunch of restaurants and has a bunch of money. So, I, you know, we can do whatever we want when we've got money. Am I right? Um, including kind of true. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, not wrong, you know, help me. I'm poor. Uh, help me. I'm poor. So yeah, I mean, she hooks up with this guy who 
who has a bunch of money and feels like he can do whatever he wants, including pushing her down a flight of stairs to ensure that the she loses the baby that he you know helped make mm-hmm. so i don't know i i think that out of all of the the female roles we've seen in jeff nichols movies reese juniper the character of juniper like is the most dynamic and complex Whereas, you know, if we are looking at, um, you know, Kristen Dunst in um, Midnight Special, it's... It doesn't have much to do. Doesn't... I mean, she's the the long-lost mom who finally gets to see her kid again, which is really sweet, and that's great, but there's, like, not a whole lot there. And then, um, you know, Jessica Chastain and um, Take Shelter is, again, just kind of, like... I don't the housewife who doesn't know what to do with her husband, which are like these are real like women often feel like like I don't know what to do with my husband. I don't know how to like be there for him because he won't let me in. Like that happens a lot, right? Um, I think it's like yeah. I mean, in terms of complexity, Jess Chastain's is she's not a complex character, but mm-hmm. she has that platform to just absolutely crush. Yeah, that performance. And, and I, yeah, like I don't, I don't want it to yeah, sound like I'm discrediting well, Sure, it's just like all. it's a little bit different between the two of them because then Witherspoon's not like you don't see Juniper a lot, but you get to like experience that mm-hmm. story through the mm-hmm. through the backdrop or through Ellis learning about it from Mud and from mm-hmm. her. Um, yeah. So well, even, yeah, I just I was just gonna put that out there. Yeah, and even with like Sarah Paulson who I forgot was in this movie oh, yeah, until yeah. she came on screen. I was like, is that Sarah Paulson? And I would have loved um, for her to have done, done a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, she's Sarah good. Paulson is a very talented actor and, you know, we didn't see her a whole lot, but also that's a common situation that, that, you know, couples and parents have to like address it anywhere, but especially in, you know, rural arkansas of like you know what are we gonna do are we gonna stay together is that a good Mm -hmm. idea and then like i mean often women just kind of get fed up of waiting around for it to get better and they finally decide this is the last straw and it's not just women who feel that way men feel that way as well and so um you know but like there are a couple of moments where like sarah paulson was good of like when she and um ellis are in the truck driving to the store and she's like, you know, your that conversation your dad with that you had with your dad was not how I wanted you to find out, which happens a lot with with real parents of like one parent will go about telling the story one way that they didn't agree on originally, right? Like so Well, you have to have a conversation a in the same room. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just but that was that was a really good moment. And I think that's that's a I think if you've experienced that, you definitely like understand how upsetting that was for for ellis right like that mm-hmm. pain that he's feeling so anyway i feel like i've talked a whole lot sorry i'm no, not sorry for talking really a whole lot just, or anything i said i'm sorry that i took up a whole lot of time i just had this thought the therapist training that you have is probably well no it is excellent uh film analysis lens you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like because actors work to create that backstory and motivation and you know things that have happened that make the characters the way they are and i definitely don't watch movies all that all the time with that in mind so credit to you olivia yeah i was gonna say that's really insightful because i'm the same way probably to a lesser even lesser extent i'm very much surface level 
uh, to a lot of things, but I mean, that, that stuff's always insightful and I always like hearing the, hearing that, that stuff. So. I'm just waiting for Matthew. McC- I love the moment when mud gave neckbone the pistol, <laughs> but, he find, <laughs> but you find out moment. there's no, there's <laughs> no, uh, there's no ammo in it. It's like, well, it was like this cool little, you know, like microcosm for him as a character. Like mm-hmm. he looks tough. He's kind of, you think he could do a lot of bad stuff, but he is actually kind of a good person and wouldn't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Neckbone has some incredible lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he really does. Also, yeah. Neckbone is like the voice of reason. I feel like we, like Ellis is supposed to be viewed as like, like kind of, he is the main character. Um, But like, neckbone made so many like logical points of like hey i don't trust this guy this is just some random strange guy (laughs) yeah yeah. like i don't think we should do this and that would have been me in that situation i'd be like no mm -mm. i'm not gonna talk to some rando (laughs) strange man in the woods on Mm -hmm. an island (laughs) (laughs) yeah the fact that they didn't like run away at first i I don't know. It was believable that they ended up talking to him because he's kind of cool. Like he doesn't look mm-hmm. scary necessarily. He definitely looks dirty. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but that's also just Matthew McConaughey. And that's how. And that's how that scene is really skillful. Where they first see him on the beach, and the camera just pans over to see you look behind. Mm-hmm. I think the kids. Uh, I think neck behind neckbone, and mm-hmm. you see McConaughey standing there, or Mud standing there, and then that whole sequence of them talking to each other. Mud moves, takes a couple steps down the beach, and tosses it, and they say a couple lines back and forth, and then he does the same thing, walks down the the beach, like reels it in, takes a couple steps, casts, and in the commentary, Nichols said, "I re- I wanted to create this sense that he was kind of reeling him in, like he was oh. trying to." Reel in oh, some fish. I was like, I like very that. clever, very That's clever. Very I like that a lot. I um, like that. And and after that conversation, it's believable that not and Neckbone is still very uh very skeptical. Yeah, Ellis though. But Ellis Ellis was going through this stuff with his parents. He knew that something mm-hmm. was coming. He wanted something to believe in. He wanted to believe in himself mm-hmm. that he could get a girlfriend. And he said. <laughs> He's just just a sentimental guy. Yeah, you know, one of my like me. (laughs) I don't know that far. Uh, One of my yeah. yeah, One of my favorite scenes of this movie, and now I'm thinking about it. I have two favorite scenes of this movie, but one of them is uh, when Ellis is having a conversation with Neckbone's uncle, played by Michael Shannon, Mm -hmm. and Michael Shannon like gives him a speech about the ceiling fan and how he found that in the river. Mm-hmm. He finds a lot of things that are worth He's value, so and a lot of other movie. things that aren't worth like chicken scratch. But yeah, Michael Shannon when he first shows up and <laughs> walks out with his diving cr- suit. Yeah, because like, because like the very first the because the uh, the very first thing you see is a girl running out of the apartment, and she's like complaining about like Michael Shannon wanted to do some crazy depraved act on her, and she was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do. She says something about that. Then you see Michael Shannon just wearing a diving suit. Like, yo, what are they about to do? Like, Michael Shannon is wearing a diving suit. That's what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, what are they? Even? Then you find out that Michael Shannon's like a, a river diver. So, did you know that this was the summer that he filmed Superman? Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Or sorry, wow. Man of Steel. But yeah, he was. Yeah. In, it was Superman. Nice. I did not. Know I that. will find him. <laughs> No, that that's pretty incredible. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't he said that. he said he wrote it and then he he sh- he showed up and did it and he I think he had to leave like immediately or something. Uh, he kind of he he went out of his way to 
to make sure that he was in the movie. And I didn't know this, but Nichols said in an interview that he views Michael Shannon as an older brother, which is pretty cool. Because it's like, that's kind of spe- like a specific, like we are friends, but I also ask for his advice about scripts and he he always reads my scripts. And, you know, I was like, that's so cool. That's that cool. is really cool. That is cool because I, I see in a lot of stuff, Jeff Nichols always calls like Michael Shannon the best actor of all time, yep. which I'm not going to dispute him on that fact. Michael but- Shannon needs to win an Oscar. And he, he should... I don't. I haven't seen Nocturnal Animals. I know that he was nominated. Oh, that for movie that. is. And I don't know off the top of my head who else awesome. was nominated that year, but he was nominated for Shape of Water too, right? Oh, he played a oh, I forgot jerkwad and yeah, he was. Water. Yeah, I think, oh, and I just I, I don't like I don't I kind of cool on that movie. I'm not. A huge I haven't fan. seen it. I haven't I'm seen a, it. I'm, I'm a just big heard. Guillermo del Toro guy. I love Guillermo del Toro. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't have anything against old Guillermo, but I. Th- it just it kind of stays with you. Shape it won best water. picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. wow, that's wild. Yes. I don't I don't pay attention to the awards. I don't buy into that kind of stuff. So. Well, you're gonna pay attention this year, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Buckaroo, buckaroo. I yeah, I didn't I didn't know it won best picture. That's kind of wild. They gave best picture to that movie. But you did, was, you really didn't know that? Was that the year after I Moonlight? I felt like I know it, but I... It was the year after Moonlight. That's correct. 2019. So 17? No. Yeah, it was 17. No, it was 18. I was that long Because time. that was the first year Jess and I were married. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I felt like I knew it, but I, I really don't pay attention to the awards. Yeah. I don't need old people telling me what movies are good and what actors are good. So true. I have myself. That's fair. So true. Way to have it's, an opinion of your own, Eric. Yeah, good job. Exactly. Yeah, not a sheeple. <laughs> wake, but, uh, up, she- wake up, sheeple. I agree. Michael wake Shannon up, is really underrated. I, people only know him as General Zod, of course. I, well, I think so him and incredible roles. yeah, him and Edgerton will win yeah. Oscars, even if they're like you know they they've gotten to Christopher Plummer age and status and R.I.P. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> so yeah. such a great actor. Oh, we yeah, will miss you so much. Yeah. But yeah. Love, love Shane in this movie. He's hilarious. So what funny. about the, my other favorite scene was the snake pit. That scene had, I had it's intense. It. I love oh, that. Man. that I, that was a complete, to me, that was like the master, the, the best scene that Jeff Nichols did like all in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like was, a prelude to all the action in midnight yes. special. Mm-hmm. Yes. That made me, yeah, that made me think of that. Yeah. I, I love the scene. Cause it was, cause you had Ellis and mud, get into a huge falling out mm. like that that scene the acting from ty sheridan in, in that when he's confronting mud about reese witherspoon juniper oh, man you like put on a tour de force performance right there yeah and then right after that you get this intense suspense action scene of mud rescuing ty sheridan from the snake pit and mm. him taking him to the hospital and that's there's this incredible music score in the background which was was so well done same guy, David Wingo. He's okay. he's done it all. He's he did everything. I I think he did take shelter too. So wow. And I, I, I have did. some fun. Yeah. I have some fun facts about the snake pit scene. They they had a little featurette just on this scene alone. Mm-hmm. They did the scene with actual snakes. Those were real snakes on oh. Ty Sheridan. Oh. 111 snakes, all with teeth, that's, all non venomous. That's 111 too many. They used. An Andean black king snake and nine black long snakes because they closely resemble the cotton mouths in the scene in the script. Ugh. And they were also again Tom snakes. So Tom Sawyery. So Tom. Yeah. So uh, Mark Twainy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, and then they said that Ty Sheridan he didn't show any fear or scare in that that whole scene. He they said he actually had a hard time like trying to hold back his laughter because the snakes were just crawling all over his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. I saw, that that that's pretty incredible. I thought. I thought I they were CGI snakes until that. I like until yeah. I watched this movie like last night. I thought they were CGI snakes. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think I ever thought. I, I knew. I believed the whole time that they were real snakes. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if y'all knew this or Eric. You probably knew this. The first time they go to the island, they he chucks the the yes. rock in there. Mm-hmm. So the first scene when they're looking in, those were real snakes. And then the scene where the rock lands on them, those were fake snakes. Oh. Because they needed to like not be cruel to animals. Sure. At oh, all. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, man, crazy. Oh. Yeah, that, that that was my favorite scene. And probably my Jeff favorite Jeff Nichols scene. I, nice. I thought it was, nice. It's, ooh, that's I haven't thought well, about cause that. Well, because they like it, they, I mean, that scene that, that Isaac was just talking about where they like first cross the tree and you see it. Um, like I remember watching that and going, because it's been so long since I've watched the movie. It's been almost like eight years since I've seen this movie. Um, I remember going, something is gonna happen with that the first time I watched that. And yeah, then again, I was like, snakes. they are alluding, it's foreshadowing, foreshadowing to something. And then when it finally like comes forward and the payoff happens, it's like it it's such an intense moment because you're I mean, anyone who has grown up, you know, in this part of the country where the, where snakes are around and a it's the most Arkan Arkansan thing too. Yeah. Like, it's, you walk around the world. You guys woods, never eaten snake snake before? Snakes. I have not. Snake. I just said one snake. Missing out. Um what does it taste like chicken? I've never Fish? had it, but my my dad says uh <laughs> I should try it. You asked, I, you asked that I, like with the yeah, I thought tone you of like, oh, it's actually pretty it. good. I was I was curious myself if you guys have had it, but I mean, we're all from Arkansas, so that's true. Yeah, all raised up on frog legs. I'm assuming. I've also never had a frog leg. Never had frog legs. Really? Never really? had squirrel. Man, oh, what? I don't know. I will say, my dad went um, deer hunting about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and he killed a. I don't even know how big it was. I think it was it, it was a giant. Deer. The head is now hanging up in our house, which is super, nice. super Oklahoma, super Arcan- Arkansas. Super get out. I dig it. Super get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have reminded you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that. Um, anyway, we have been eating the deer meat from that for this whole time. To- like this whole time. And any deer it jerky feels- in that? We didn't get any deer jerky. I wish he would have because I like deer jerky. Me too. But. Um, we it's a good it like, like snack on the run. Yeah, it, it really great. is. Um, speaking of the deer head on the go, I had a couple of friends come over. I had three friends come over. Um, I don't know, like a month and a half ago. And we were watching, we were going to watch a movie. And one of my friends looked up because you, if you come into my house, you don't actually see the deer head unless you like, like look up. It's not necessarily like, right in direct view. Um, cause it's so high up in our living room <laughs> and she saw, she just happened to glance up and see it. And she goes, what is that? And I go, oh, it's, it's a deer head. And she was just like, where did you get that? And I said, oh, my dad hunted it and killed it. And she goes, why is it, why is it in here? And I was like, I don't mean, that's what my dad wanted to do to decorate. I, I guess, I don't know. And then I go into the kitchen to like get popcorn or whatever. And one of my friends, the other, one of my other friends that was there goes, yeah, I forget that she's not a yeehaw girl like us. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a yeehaw girl, but um, I mean, it's not uncommon to see a deer head in someone's house or in our house. We have two. 
So definitely Yeehaw. not. Yeehaw. So anyway, I just thought that was that. Funny. That's she that's a good story. Freaking out. Snakes. Yeah. Going back to snakes. Um, I. But I you guys aren't like a fan snakes. of snakes. Have y'all been bitten by snakes? No, I'm terrified of it. I have not. I have another good story involving a snake, though. When I was probably like seven or eight, my great-grandmother's brother-in-law, so like my great-great-aunt's husband, um, we were like, they like, my great-grandma lived out like kind of in the country and there was a decent amount of land. And so my brother and I and our cousins were hanging out, running around, doing, you know, kid stuff. And there was a snake in the yard. And we, of course, all freaked out. I have never, I don't think I've ran, ran so fast to get away from the snake because <laughs> I, I had no idea what kind of snake it was, but I was terrified it was going to be poisonous and it was going to bite me. So we like run over to, back to the house and like tell my grandma and she tells, um, she, she tells her brother-in-law and he, he's like, all right, I'll take care of this. And he gets a shotgun. And they're like, he goes up to the, to my brother and our, like my, my guy cousin. And he goes, all right, boys, where's the snake at? And so they like kind of go up to it, but not quite because they're scared of it. And um, they're like, it's, it's over there by that, by that thing. Um, I don't even remember what it was, but uh, he's like, all right. So he goes over, he cocks the gun and shoots its head off and it, nice. it was so scarring to my brother because he was right there and he like he, if it was ever if this story is ever brought up he's like i'm still like i still have ptsd from that Jeez. um because i think i was like seven or eight which would have made my brother like five or six <laughs> so but you know what that's just part of of growing up in in oklahoma and in arkansas and other that's over states you know i got a real good snake story a real quick one we had that flood like two years ago we got mm-hmm. some huge rainfall like our whole backyard flooded because the river flew f- like is our backyard and flow flew into like our house pretty much and we had snakes everywhere and my dad like invited his friends over and they would like catch the snakes that's they would catch the snakes and they would like keep them and like have them for dinner oh my gosh <laughs> I had no idea where the story go. was going. Yeah. That was not where I thought it was going. <laughs> Do they make the snakes spicy? They, they make them like chicken nuggets. My dad said they were, they were like chicken nuggets. nuggets. I did not want to try, but that's what he was marketing. <laughs> I it to have me to as. try these. Okay, guys, the next time that we were all together, can we like try snakes together? Snake and nuggets. Snakey nuggets. Is, is, there, a, is there a market for that? Are we like missing out? Definitely in the Asian calling. community, big time. Uh, really? I can't say. Okay. Nice. Huh. I mean, Asians will pretty much eat anything with two legs or four legs or how many legs? Um, no legs. No probably, legs. Definitely. No, but, uh, definitely. Because I mean, snakes. Yeah, they were going to town on those snakes. Like w- when we, t- my da- when my dad's like told his told his friends like we had like snakes all over our backyard because they flew in from the river. Like they started coming over and just like we had like t- thirty random Asian dudes just <laughs> re- walking around our backyard <laughs> catching snakes. Did they get you catch them with like a net? They had like a you have like a long it? pole with like a hook on it, and they would catch it and just put it. Oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Something like, like uh, Steve Irwin would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those okay. type gizmos, and I'm nice. But did they walk? I wasn't. Around- I wasn't waiters. there for that action. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Of course. Okay. Okay. I'd be like, there are water moccasins mixed up in there too. Those uh, things are poisonous. Uh, I'm like getting I'm no. Uh, there's there's two good snake stories for you. Thank you, Olivia. I enjoyed that one. Thank you. Me. Hey, that was a good story. Good story. I'm glad we had great had stories. Snake stories. 
Isaac, what? do you have a snake story? I I do not. I, oh. I've stayed pretty far away. Look, okay. Consider myself a city slicker. Um, never seen very many snakes. Oh, yeah. Try not to associate, man, with, with snakes. I would love to try snake and nuggets though. Yeah, snake he. And nuggets. That's what he was telling me, but uh, I'm I'm bold, but I'm not that bold. We're kind of wrapping up this episode and our miniseries. In our miniseries, midnight podcast. What uh? So okay. And I hadn't thought about this until Eric said that this was his favorite Jeff Nichols scene. And I'm, I don't know what mine is, but Olivia, do you have any front runners for yourself personally? Favorite scene? Take a minute. Yeah. Anything memorable? Um, as far as favorite scene, I don't know. I think as far as like favorite Jeff Nichols movie, it's probably going to be a toss up between Mud and Take Shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm. But. As far as favorite scene, I don't know. I think my I'm gonna have to come back to this, and I'll probably you know spend spend a little bit more podcast airtime on a future miscellaneous episode talking about it. But I really think that I I just don't know because I loved Midnight Special way more than I second did the, the second time around, and I I just I think I love it for all its kind of strange condition. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, but but mud is just kind of hard to beat. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure as far as like which of my favorite movies. But are we three for three on mud being our favorite Jeff Nichols? See, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it might be Midnight Special for me. Wow, wow. Okay. Like just be just it. because of how. <laughs> wait, what'd you say? I said way I said, to ruin it. <laughs> I said I like it and loses winter. Look, ruin. I got. <laughs> look, I gotta just I gotta be true to myself. But I think that my favorite scene might be it's between the between the dream he has and take shelter where all the furniture raises off the floor. Mm-hmm. It's between that and the reveal scene in Midnight Special when the the aliens or whatever they are appear. Sure. And the whole world is reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the music in that. I really love that scene. But both those scenes toss up between my favorite. I don't know. I might be. I might be one of the one of the few hardcore Midnight Special stands out I there. I dig it. I dig it. As a as a big sci fi fan, I, I I like how much you you're starting to enjoy Midnight Special. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, guys, we made it through Midnight Podcast. Way to go! All right. What's up next? I don't, up next, I, I really don't know. Honestly. <laughs> We are doing the Flyover Essential series, correct? Yeah. Is yes. that what we're calling it? Fly, flyover Essentials. Okay, great. What okay. if we called it Fly... No. Have y'all seen the Flyover... Or not the Flyover. Um, the SNLs skit with David Byrne and John Mulaney about the sushi in the airport at LaGuardia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be like Flyover like beer? Flyover... A flyway? Flyway? Beer? Flyway. We already got Flyway. Flyway. Right but not sushi because that's Maybe. gross if you eat yeah. that in an airport unless it's made fresh it could um be. it could be a flight a flight, a flight. yeah our, our flyover flight our that's good flight thank you we'll, we'll come up with a clever name we'll come up with a better name for this series yeah. i like flight but i also TBD, like flyover essentials but i also came up with both those names so yep. yeah. what is our first flyover essential it's eric's pick isn't it yes one of my favorite movies of all time a Matthew McConaughey classic, Dazed and Confused, directed by Richard Linklater. All right. 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 I didn't mean to do that, but I, I love lied. one of my favorite uh, Vine TikToks, whatever it was. It's like this guy goes, if Matthew McConaughey was Dumbledore, 
it'd be like, all right, all right, all right. Now, which one of y'all put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> that's, oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, yeah so we'll this... see y'all. Yeah, we'll see y'all in like two or three weeks for Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk Very about, excited it. about it. Slice of Life movie with a lot of cool characters. Great music. Great characters. Great jokes. It's just, it is a classic. Great haircut from Austin, Texas as well. So, yeah, it's a a great watch. It's going to be a good one. Can't wait. Any final thoughts, questions, concerns from the Flyover team? Thank you for listening. I'm really glad we did. Go ahead. Sorry, Eric. Oh, I was going to say thank you for listening. Enjoyed talking about Jeff Nichols. I learned a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Talking to Olivia and Isaac as well through the series. Uh, watch some great movies mm-hmm. and support Jeff Nichols movies. Support yeah. Jeff Nichols and his movies because he's going to be doing some great stuff in the future. And we'll probably cover it whenever he comes out with Quiet Place Part 3 or whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah. So yeah. please remember you. please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Share this with your uh, cinephile fans and or jeff nichols fans or anyone you know who loves mud and we will see you guys next time i'm isaac signing off from conway arkansas i'm olivia signing off from oklahoma and i'm eric signing off from arkansas we will see y'all down the river Ooh, nice